Welcome to the Rockin' Life podcast. And today is my first interview where I chat with my good friend Lloyd Brim about our friendship, how it came about, and how you go from being very lonely to having awesome friends. One of the most important things after divorce is to have a few close friends that you can talk to that can support you. And Lloyd and I became friends five years ago when we both were going through a divorce. After the divorce, I became very lonely and realized I needed to become a better friend and learn how to connect deeply with a few close friends. One of my big passions since then has been to pursue how to connect with people and gain deep friendships. My mentor, John Maxwell, says, Connecting is one of the most important skills for being successful in any area of life. And in 2016, I got certified as a John Maxwell coach and started a pursuit to become a great connector and to teach others how to connect. I pretty much have a PhD in connecting by now, Smiley. Connecting is not something that just happens. It's a skill that you have to learn and you have to be intentional. You have to reach out. You have to become vulnerable and authentic to gain real lifelong friends. So don't miss this episode because it's one of the keys to go through divorce in a very healthy way. If this podcast helped you in any way, please share it with a friend that needs to hear it. And I would love if you would also give me a review of the podcast on Apple or Google or Spotify, which would help spread the message and also help other people. If you want to learn more about how to get out of loneliness and make awesome friends, you can attend the free Connecting with People Mastermind in our Facebook group. You can see the link below in the description. And I really hope that you will enjoy this interview. Welcome to the introductory podcast. My name is Per Ingerstig and I have my best friend Lloyd Brim here. Welcome. Thank you. Enjoy being here. This is so exciting. You know, this is my first podcast ever where I'm going to be sharing a lot about uh, my journey, uh, about going from being disconnected, being lonely, but going from that uh, despair in a way, being very lonely. I know so many people are lonely out there today. Going to and where I am right now, I'm feeling very content and deeply connected, and I have good, awesome friends. It's been a great journey. Yeah. It really has. So, you know, we met about five years ago in a life group at church, and uh, both you and I had gone through a difficult period in our life. For me, it was a, a very difficult divorce, separation after a long marriage, and uh, becoming very lonely. I know you're going through a difficult uh, situation as well. I did. It was a very challenging situation, and it it does. It leads to lots of loneliness, disconnections from other people, and 
how to face that and move forward, if you will. Open up your heart to other people and learn to trust again. I think that's a a difficult time is to regain trust with others, to allow yourself to be vulnerable again, to yeah, to accept that. Whenever we go through loneliness, I was during my marriage and prior, I was not being authentic with people. I had like a facade or I had uh, masks on. And uh, that's something that uh, going through the divorce and also starting to uh, figuring things out myself and being being me in many w- different ways, I, I did not feel that I could be myself. Uh, it was probably more so in the church setting where I was expected to be perfect, and uh, I wasn't. Right. Well, I think being perfect, I think that's what we have as an imaginary idea that that exists, that we think, I don't think it's all of us, but I think certainly for me and many others, that we have this idea that to be a Christian, we're supposed to walk the same walk as Jesus, you know, this life of perfection. And... We can't do that. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's an impossible. So it's impossible to achieve. You know, we we can't do that in life, and being authentic and honest and open with others, this is the situation. This is what I'm going through, or you know, is very important. A little bit about my spiritual walk. I grew up in a Christian home, but uh, in Sweden, it was a very few Christians. So I was very uncomfortable sharing my faith with people. And that went through my whole life up until about five years ago. And I also in church, I feel that the church I attended uh, in Sweden was in a way superficial because I felt the leadership was very perfectionistic and didn't really share or wasn't vulnerable. It's at least my perception of it. So I didn't feel very comfortable being me and uh, you know we went through a very difficult time in our marriage but I didn't feel that I could share that because everybody else was perfect in my perception right I don't know if you've gone through anything similar where you you felt you haven't you know haven't really been transparent in your life where I'm more transparent today than what I once was yeah for me going through the divorce was very lonely and uh you're the, one of the persons that reached out to me. You know, it was several others as well. Because I did share in the, in the life group uh, at church that I was going through a divorce. And then it was several people that reached out. But you and I, we started talking. And then you invited me out. We went out and eat or something. And then I was staying at Airbnbs at right. the time. And uh, you had a, an apartment. And then you said, why don't we roommate together? Right. I remember and, that. Yeah. And then we became roommates for a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> and that uh, that was so nice. Such an amazing gesture. And it was a a gradual friendship that yeah. that that began. You and I are very different. We are. But but we're so good friends. Right. But I'm more an introvert. Right. And like in the Bible study, I probably never said anything in the beginning. I I wasn't feeling <laughs> comfortable because I hadn't, I hadn't gotten to know the people. Right. And you were just talking, and it's like, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. I, I will always speak. Uh, I'm, a, I'm very much an extrovert, I believe. 
But there are times where I'll get very reserved and listen. Yeah. Now, that didn't, that wasn't always the case. You know, as I grew up from kindergarten through high school, even to a degree college, that I was very reserved. Now, I would speak out, and all of my teachers would um, echo that same thing that I wouldn't pay attention in class, you know, but yeah. then I would act up. So, yeah, I was I was a difficult student, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but what do you think, when it comes to connection and having good friends and going from loneliness to becoming good friends, what do you think the, the wisdom we have gleaned from becoming good friends? Do you have any, like, ideas? Being open-minded comes to mind right now that love everyone, be a good listener, and you can't be close friends with everyone that comes into your life. But that doesn't mean that you can't have conversations and socialize and enjoy that those times together and being there for them. Yeah. And yeah, I I think that's, I don't remember how it really started with us. It was just a gradual process that I felt immediate trust with you. It was gradual, but you know, I, I became transparent and was able to open up with you without a lot a lot of things that were going on at the time. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, it's like uh, we didn't talk a lot. Right. And uh, we, we started to, you know, because I feel one of the big reasons why I, I felt you had gone through the same thing as I had. So we connected on that. We're going through a divorce and we talked a lot about that and trying to figure out back and forth. And sometimes we had some heated discussions. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the very, very different views of it. We disagreed on many things too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we disagreed on many things. And then we, we hammered it out. And, uh, you know, we still don't agree on everything. But uh, open-mindedness and good listener. And I want to add uh, generosity. You know, you're an amazing, so generous person. And, uh, you know, you open up your home. I was living at Airbnbs and uh, was very lonely. And that went on for at least a year, uh, maybe a year and a half, where I would come you know, from Sweden, come here to see the kids a month at a time. And, uh, but that was, I was very, very lonely. Well, it was fantastic for both of us you know, at the time. And it was lonely for me. We said that before when we started this uh, podcast, that uh, we're going to be transparent and I'm going to be transparent throughout this uh, podcast and uh, because we all go through things and uh, I think a lot of people think I'm the only one. I'm the only one that's lonely. No, you're not. There's so many people. But to go from, from being lonely to being very fulfilled and being deeply connected with friends, it takes skills. You can't just sit and wait and try that, that's just going to happen. Right. What I did when I went through the divorce, I signed up, got a mentor and a coach. I got the mentor through John Maxwell, which is one of the best connectors in the world. And uh, he personally mentored us and uh, showing the tools how to go from lonely or disconnected to connected. And uh, there, there's tools. You know, he's written a book called Everyone Communicates But Few Connect. 
but uh, they're, they're, they're tools. And a few of the tools we already mentioned, you know, being a listener, being uh, generous and transparent. Uh, for example, if I, I had a friend of mine that uh, I, I had gotten to know, and then we, had, uh, we went to a restaurant. And uh, in the restaurant, we sat down and he shared that he had severe anxiety. And I just blew my mind. I had no idea. It's like, you? Yeah. Very, very bad anxiety. And then I started sharing about my divorce. It's been very difficult for me. And immediately, we connected. We shared our life with each other, the hurts. You know, if you're just superficial, you're somewhere else and you don't share, it's very difficult to become close to somebody. Somebody that's just kind of like a surface person and pretend. What do you think? I completely agree with you. And when I went through my divorce, I'd moved out for about a year prior to the divorce being finalized. And it was a lonely time. I did an extreme amount of soul searching during that time. I wouldn't say a lot of healing during the time frame. A lot of built-up anger from the years past that led to the divorce through frustrations, which I wasn't alone in that. Most that go through a divorce experience the same challenges. And so I had to deal with those issues. I was seeing a counselor whom I had been seeing for probably three, three and a half years prior to the divorce. Working with me as an individual is also, although failed attempts, but to work on the marriage together. But we continued and we continue working on different things. I've watched many videos from Andy Stanley um, out of Atlanta. Incredible videos of learning and what to do and how to do things. Not that any one thing is perfect, right? Staying involved at church and in Bible studies and staying involved with the right people and vowing that I wasn't going to make any mistakes, you know, again, that led me down the same path, right? And so it was a good journey. It was a hurtful journey. It It was a long road. Yeah. But life is a journey and it goes up and down. But uh, whenever you go through difficulties, for me, it was a big learning experience as well. Right. Because throughout my marriage, I was very blind in many ways. But then I was more or less forced into this situation. And that was good, going through the divorce and having to open up and becoming vulnerable. And I think a lot of men has a hard time with vulnerability and being vulnerable and being real. I think uh, uh, women has an easier time to connect and be real and vulnerable. I think a lot of men, a lot of men has to build up these masks and pretend and that they, they have a hard time sharing when they go through difficult times. For example, if you go through a divorce, like uh, I would not go back to my church because I had so much shame about the divorce. Yeah. And uh, I, I, you know, I went a year or two before I went back to that church back in Sweden and Just because be. of all the shame, I failed. In in my mind, I failed. To a certain extent, it has to do with the church because they didn't talking about divorce. 50% of the population divorce of Christians. That's right. 
the percentage of divorce within the church is not much different from that outside of the church. So, or what I meant to say, for those that go through divorce, you have to feel okay. Because when I went to the church here, I felt I, I was accepted. That even though I went through a divorce, that's just my feelings. And I shared about that in, in the life group. And uh, I, I never felt rejected. So that was awesome. And um, I think it's, it's very good to be able to talk about these things. And that's what, what this podcast is going to be about. Talking about, you know, deeply connecting with other people. And it's not only romantic relationships, it's friendships. Uh, you know, having friends that you can talk to and be real. You know, you and I talk, you know, it rarely goes a week where we don't talk. We, we chat on the phone and it doesn't have to be anything uh, in particular. It's just uh, can be anything, just uh, chatting away. And, uh, but it's, that is so awesome. It's really nice to have a good friend or, you know, having good friends and going from that lonely place where I know a lot of people are. And uh, I encourage everybody to to take a step of faith, to be courageous and, and start, you know, opening up to other people and not, uh, you know, getting out of that loneliness place where you're lonely and you're not, uh, where you feel very, uh, you know, disconnected from people. Why, why do you think you felt disconnected and lonely or did you have close friends when you went through the divorce oh, that, that you can talk to absolutely yeah. shame you mentioned that earlier yeah is that you feel shameful that failure shame and failure is that did you feel that as well going through the divorce absolutely and why um for me you know, growing up as a Christian and seeing my parents being married for 45 years, 48 years, whatever it was. Yeah. Knowing that till death do you part. And also let no man come between what I have joined together or whatever the verse yeah. is, right? And so when that is severed, it's failure. Yeah, or I, that's the way I felt. I felt exactly the same and way, and then it felt shameful to have to have that conversation with those that were close to you. It, you yeah. know, to anyone really, but specifically those that are close to you, you feel like you let them down too. Yeah, and so that was very challenging. Oh yeah. To, but the, how far? How long did that? Do you still feel that? No. Where? When did that stop? Or and why? Becoming competent in myself, I guess, accepting that I didn't fail, we didn't fail, yeah, we've, we maybe failed ourselves, yeah, I'm not sure, but going through the healing process and watching videos and just healing from that process of becoming competent with who I am as a person and learning to accept everything in life it is what it it is what it is yeah. right and just not letting it bother you just move on you can only deal with what you have and you know 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 13 is i will not give you i will not allow any temptation that you can't handle I'm not quoting exactly what it uh, is in the scripture, but you know, if you are tempted, 
I'll, I will always provide a way out. And so really understanding that was a, a good tool that we're always going to have temptations, you know, yeah. and those are always going to be there, but there's always a way out. We don't, we don't have to look at something. We don't have to engage in that conversation. Right. Yeah. So God always provides a way out. Absolutely. And I know for me, started traveling back and forth from Sweden to the U.S. about five years ago. And I just decided that to learn to connect with people, I started talking to the person next to me in the airplane. You know, they don't have anywhere to go anyhow, and I'm never going to meet the person again, most likely. Right. So I felt safe. So <laughs> I, I would initiate contact with them. In, you know, whenever I sat down, I would just tell them, hey, are you going home or are you going to work? That was my, my phrase. Uh, and uh, then you pretty quickly figured out if they put the headset on right away, that is pretty, uh, you know, a big clue that they don't want to talk. But uh, a large percentage of the people love to chat either for, uh, you know, maybe 15 minutes or a lot of them, we chatted for the whole flight. Yeah. And uh, that's when I started to sharing about the divorce with people. And I just f- found out myself that whenever I started uh, sharing about my difficulties that I was currently going through, they started sharing about their difficulties. And I had some amazing discussions <laughs> with these people. Like some people I talked like for seven hours <laughs> and knew their whole story. So you're the person I'd put, I'd put my headphones on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but there's like uh, very, very awesome discussions. And they, they would just keep asking questions. And initially, I think the key is to be more interested in them than you started you know, telling them about you, right. you know, I would just start asking questions, you know, and, and chatting with them. And initially, just the surface stuff, uh, of course, sports and, and things. But then, then uh, it, it went deeper. And then uh, I would a lot of times share about my divorce because it, the most difficult thing I've gone through in my life. It is amazing on an airplane when you're in a confined close quarters that we tend to be very open and transparent very quickly. And I don't think we could do that without an airplane, I guess. Maybe we should all fly together on a plane. I don't know. But you quickly go from a neutral position on an airplane with someone that you've never known to one of the highest levels of trust and openness with, with a total stranger. And yeah. I've, I've done the same thing because we know two things. We're probably never going to see that person again. Yeah, it's not a friendship. That's right. It's yeah. not a friendship. Yeah. And, and it's never going to be. Right. And I've had many conversations on the same level because I've traveled extensively. Uh, but for me, this was actually a healing. I didn't understand why uh, I, I went from you know, being very lonely and disconnected and feeling a lot of shame until a few years later and this just happened i didn't do this on purpose that to to get rid of this shame but i know how the shame dissipated was by me sharing the things i was feeling shame about it was self-healing it yes. was and uh Brene brown which is an amazing author in texas she has said that shame wants you to be quiet about the things talking about what your shame shameful about that's when the shame actually dissipates and and, and removes 
that's what happened to me. I realized that just a couple of years ago. Oh, I started sharing with people that I feel safe with on an airplane. And that's how this shame just disappeared. I think that's pretty awesome. That's, it's amazing. It's, it's a great story. Uh, uh, I think there's so many people out there that the tools, they're out there to go from having, feeling shame, feeling lonely, to becoming very connected and gaining friends. But it takes courage. Oh, yeah. You, you have to have courage. Um, willing to open up. Yeah. Listen. And having people around you that support you and being courageous and telling people that you need help. A lot of people, and I think also especially men, they're, they don't want to ask for help. And uh, to, to go to your best friend, that's what's actually one of my, you know, whenever I went through the divorce, uh, we were highly recommended to start having a counselor, a family counselor. We all went to a counselor initially. And she told me right away, and I'm never going to forget that. And she said, you know, I told her that I was very lonely. And uh, she said, reach out to a few of your absolutely best friends and share these difficulties with them. And you're one of them that I did share with and uh, a few others. And uh, that was so helpful. And uh, that's when I started the journey to really connect with people and going from this very lonely uh, place close to depression. I wouldn't call it depression. Maybe it was depression. But uh, to a deeply you know, fulfilling life. Right. You become broken. Yeah. And that's the way I was. And as your counselor shared with you, which was incredible, my counselor shared the very same things with me, very similar, that, I mean, she insisted, do not be involved with in a relationship. And I tried to heed that advice, but, you know, <laughs> but uh, that didn't occur. Although I wish that I paid more attention but that relationship did end, and I'm thankful for it. Yeah. I, mean, I truly am. And that really allowed me to further develop and pull the pieces back together, if you will, yeah. to get rid of some baggage some you know, that, that was been toting around for several years and to become me again. Yeah, I think that's a key. What you just said is right now I'm in such a good spot because I feel that I can be me. Uh, you know, throughout my life, I've I've never really felt that I can be transparent. I can be right. me wherever I am, and that is so freeing. Yeah, I mean, I'm quite okay with journeying through life yeah. by myself if I have to. There's uh. nothing wrong with that, and. Yeah, I assure you that I think I would be just as happy as as an individual. Yeah. Okay? That doesn't mean that I don't want to be in a relationship with a a woman and to have that marriage and lifelong companion, because I certainly do. Yeah. But I would be just as content or close to it by myself. Yeah. And and that's okay, too. Absolutely. And, And I think once you journey... To that level to where you are happy with who you are as a person and yeah. content with that to where you don't need anyone. When you go through a divorce, part of it is that you're losing your best friend or you don't see your kids as often, etc. And I think it's quite 
unhealthy to start dating right away. Oh, absolutely. And I think you <laughs> you need to be okay with yourself and be be okay to be by yourself right. uh, and not being in a loneliness position where you start seeking another romantic relationship just because you're lonely. That's a wrong reason. And uh, that's why you, they, they usually recommend if you've been married for 10 years, you should take at least a year off. Or if you're married for 20 years like me, take two years off and don't date. Become okay with yourself. Personally, regardless of the duration of the relationship, biting that's been at least two years or more, I think you need to go through the seasons alone. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, if 20 years or whatever it is, certainly it probably takes two or three years to recover yeah. from that. But uh, It's a mourning process. It is. You have to heal from everything that's there and then mourn. Yeah. And then pull the pieces back together and then discover who am I? Yeah. And become yourself again, an improved self. Yeah. Right. And and I can assure everyone that's out there that if you whether you're male or female, if you want that perfect person, I'm labeling that in quotes, yeah. but that quote perfect person that's perfect for you, you're not going to find that person with all this baggage. You're no. just not. It's impossible. doesn't mean it can't happen, but the likelihood of that occurring is not there. No. Because you're going to gravitate to the same type of person that you are at that time. Yep. You're going to select someone that has brokenness that's equal or more than what you have. When those two come together, it's... Failure is certainly going to happen in my opinion. I mean, it just is at some point. doesn't mean that marriage can't exist with that, but it means that it's going to fail more times than not. There's going to be rough, a very rough road ahead, I think. And if you do find that one person that is, that has their life together, they're not going to be very happy with you very long. They're going to move on probably. Yeah, I've heard somebody say, you know, when you project brokenness, you're going to attract brokenness. Yeah. And so it'll be two broken people that are actually in the relationship. It's going to be a mess. Absolutely. Yeah. And then if you start improving yourself, you're working on yourself, and then you're going to project wholeness, you know, not perfection. Absolutely. There's nobody that's perfect, but at least an improved you. And... You have to trust your instincts. And I believe we all know when we connect with a person, even when you're lonely, you're broken, and you're sad, and, oh, she's gorgeous, she's beautiful, and you have that relationship, you know inside this is not going to work. But we ignore our instincts, our gut feeling. I've ignored it in the past. To to round off this podcast, uh, I want to ask you a question, and it's going to lead up to uh, I know our next podcast. You know, I've talked to you before, and I want to do several episodes with you here in the future. But uh, if you share the most difficult moment in your life, I know you had a moment when you were young, right? Share about it. What happened? Well, I discovered when I was 
five years old, six years old, that I was adopted. And at that age, I really did not understand what what that even meant. Um, that occurred at a family get-together, also friends, where myself and one of my very closest friends were being bullied by older cousins and other friends yeah. that were much, much older than us. And then it kind of, we'll get more into this next episode, but um, that it came out that when you're adopted, your mother is probably just going to give you away because no one loves you, you know, that type of situation. And wow. So it was, how did that feel? It was devastating. It was heartbreaking. It was painful. I get the emotional I mean, now. It was, it was, it, yeah. it, it hurt a lot. And, but I was, I'm so grateful and thankful that, you know, both of my parents had unconditional love for us, all yeah. of us. And so I was, th- I was grateful for that. And I remember being reassured and loved, you know, for weeks. And yeah, but I remember, you know, you just shared this a few weeks ago, right? The first time with me, I, I yeah. knew you were adopted, right? But I never heard how you found out that you were adopted, right? And uh, you know, I I teared up when I heard it because well, it was like, what a what a terrible way to find out. Yeah, you must have been devastated. Well, there was a lot of pain with that. That even I f- did not fully discover the magnitude of the buried pain until about three years ago, three and a half years ago. Wow. When I was going through the healing process from the divorce and getting to back to me and loving me for who I am. Yeah. And going back through my past and going through things and it, it just came up. I was like, that's it, you know? And then when you peel that Band-Aid off, that wound is still there, then you have to deal with that. And it was very, very uplifting, I guess. That's the best way to put it. Yeah. That, yeah. And uh, to round off here, I just want to encourage everybody on the podcast that listens, send in questions on the podcast platform, you can actually record a question, and we can. Uh, I will bring up questions on the podcast. We'll answer them with my my guests. And uh, uh, but this first one is about you know deep friendships with with uh, you know awesome friends and how to develop that. And I'm so thankful that you want to be part of my first inaugural <laughs> podcast, Lloyd. I'm I'm so grateful that you were. Well, I hope there's many, many more to come, not with me, but for other people as well. And I certainly hope that that your audience grows. Yes. Um, I think I, I think there's a lot of information that can be provided to many people. Yeah. That hopefully can help and assist throughout their journey, yeah. whatever it is. And if I can just encourage them, being somebody that just believes in them, I believe in people, that, uh, and I believe that every single one listening now, you can go from lonely or disconnected, having very fulfilling relationships. That's right. It just it takes a bit of courage. 
the ingredients is a little courage, <laughs> not <Yeah>. curry, courage, <laughs> and then stepping out in faith and take that step and move towards other people that you know and open up. Well, so. the most important, having belief in yourself. Yeah. There's always a single most important person to believe in you is yourself. Yeah. When you can step in front of that mirror and tell that person, I believe in you. Yeah, that's good. Then life will be good, I think. Yeah. You're on the right path anyway. Absolutely. So so we'll round it off by that. I think that was a great ending. And thank you again, Lloyd. And uh, we will see you uh, next week on uh, every Monday. We're coming out with a podcast with a new interview. And uh, exciting. Next time we're going to have Juan, and he's from Colombia. I mean, he's going to share a little bit, uh, very, very exciting things. And then Lloyd is going to come back All right. uh, in uh, a few episodes. I think we should do one from the tea box. Let's do that. Awesome. <laughs> you guys take care. I hope you enjoyed the interview. I sure did. And I will invite Lloyd back soon again. This podcast is just getting off the ground, and I would love your feedback on things that we do well and what we can do better. If you want to have your question answered on a future podcast, you can send your question to rockinlifepodcast at gmail.com or record your question via a link in the podcast description and we will answer as many questions as possible. You can find the Rockin' Life After Divorce Community Group on Facebook where you can join for free. In the Facebook group, we support and encourage each other and have regular teaching and Q&A sessions where you can ask your questions. I am so happy you joined us today, and I'm really looking forward to connecting with you.